when you have self-confidence and good self-esteem, you're not going to allow anyone to bully you and you don't need to be a bully. Welcome to Change Your Mindset Podcast, formerly known as Improv is No Joke, where it's all about believing that strong communication skills are the best way in delivering your technical accounting knowledge and growing your business. An effective way of building stronger communication skills is by embracing the principles of applied improvisation. Your host is Peter Margarita, CPA, a.k.a. The Accidental Accountant, and he will interview financial professionals and business leaders to find their secret in building stronger relationships with their clients, customers, associates, and peers, all the while growing their businesses. So let's start the show. Welcome to episode 39, and my very special guest today is Eileen Kahana, who's the founder and CEO of a Chicago nonprofit, Room 2 Improv. After retiring with an accomplished career as a teacher and mentor from the Chicago public school system, Eileen challenged herself to take an improv class at the Second City. That one class turned into a two-year life-changing experience and inspired her to create Room 2 Improv. Now, the mission of Room 2 Improv is dedicated to raising the self-esteem of students, veterans, and seniors, and ultimately empowering them to enrich their lives. By teaching them how to explore, embrace, and adopt the techniques of improvisation into everyday living, we motivate individuals to care about themselves and others, make healthy choices and effective decisions, and use their confidence to overcome their fears. I met Eileen this summer when attending a two-day improv workshop in Chicago taught by Jay Suko. Now, Jay has been a guest on this podcast before and was Eileen's first improv instructor at the Second City and is part of Room to Improv's team. He is Eileen's improv mentor. Also, Andy Kondarachi, who's also been a guest on my podcast, sits on the board of Room to Improv. The more I learned about the outstanding work she does, I had to have her on my podcast so she could share her story and mission with you, my audience. After you listen to this episode and you feel compelled to donate to Room to Improv, please go to www.room2improv.com and scroll down to the give section and donate whatever you can to this wonderful cause. Now, before we get to the interview, Change Your Mindset is part of the C-Suite Family Radio of Podcasts. It's an honor and a privilege to be amongst some of the more prevalent business podcasts, such as The Hero Factor with Jeffrey Hazlett, Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken, and Keep Leading with Eddie Turner. You can find Change Your Mindset and many other outstanding business podcasts on C-Suite Radio by going to www.c-suiteradio.com. And you can also listen to this episode now on iHeartRadio. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Now, a word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Peter A. Margaritas, LLC, a.k.a. The Accidental Accountant. Are you looking for a high-content and engaging speaker for your next conference? Do you want to deliver a story to stakeholders that will transform data dumping to engaging business conversations? Do you want to feel that the value a speaker provides your audience far exceeds the dollar value on their invoice? 
Then book Peter for your next conference, management retreat, or workshop. Contact Peter at peter at petermargaritas.com and visit his website at www.petermargaritas.com. By the way, one of his Fortune 50 clients actually made the comment about the value he brings to your audience. Now, let's get to the interview with Eileen Kahana. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, I'm very excited about my guest today, Eileen Kahana. I met her at the taping of this. I met her about a month, a little over a month ago. I attended a two-day improv intensive workshop in Chicago. And I met Eileen, and she has such a wonderful story that I had to have her as a guest on my on this podcast. First and foremost, Eileen, thank you very much for taking time to be part of this podcast. I'm so looking forward to our conversation. Thank you, Peter, for inviting me. I'm looking forward for this opportunity as well. So I have to ask this question first, right off the bat. How does a former teacher in the Chicago public school system create this wonderful not-for-profit room to improv? It's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) I wish the answer were simple or short. Let's put it that way. The answer is simple. Improv has always been my way of being. And only recently did I discover its name and its process. So my career ended unexpectedly. The Chicago Public School System decided that I was no longer beneficial for their needs, and I wanted to go out on top of my career. Okay. So I, I resigned. I, I retired. I did not resign. I retired, and I wasn't ready for a rocking chair or knitting needles. <laughs> And I challenged myself, as I have my entire life, to learn new things. And I decided to take one class at world-famous Second City in Chicago. Uh. And that was my intention, take one class and move on, and then maybe go do piano lessons or something else. And that one class turned into a a two-and-a-half-year life-changing situation. (laughs) The more I took, the more I realized that everyone needed an improv class. The more I took, the more I realized that this is what Chicago public school children need. Being involved with the system, every two years there were new initiatives. How can we make Johnny stay in school? How can we get him better grades, uh, better attendance, uh, whatever? And they would spend millions and millions and millions of dollars on these initiatives. And it took any teacher an entire year to figure it out. By May, we finally got this new system. And then in September, they said, forget what we did last year. We're starting all over. And so I saw millions and millions and millions of dollars wasted. And then I thought about improv, how it, its confidence and 
being in the moment and public speaking and team building and support your partner and being in a place where everything you say and do is correct. I said, that's what students need. They leave home after their moms told them, no, 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 no. They get to school and all they hear is no, 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 no. And why would anybody want to be in an environment that is not supportive? So I thought improv was an environment needed in school. So we're, I started this nonprofit that's dedicated to raising the self-esteem of students and ultimately empower them to live enriching lives. I want to make improv available to those who wouldn't think to do it and to those who can't afford it. That, that was my goal. And thank you for doing this. Uh, clearly, I get it. And the person that you took this improv class, Jay Suko, uh, is also the instructor that we attended in Chicago. But I've interviewed him before on this podcast. And he's always said, if, we, if everybody, everybody would just take one improv class, the world would be a better place. Agreed. And, and, and that's, you know, people kind of look at it, okay, that's kind of pie in the sky, but that's dead on. If everybody just took one improv class and just learned those simple basic skills and applied them every single day, Correct. the world would be a much better place. Right. I agree with that. It's a mindset. It is such a positive, welcoming environment that... I mean, I market it to schools as bully busting. Nice. Because when you have self-confidence and good self-esteem, you're not going to allow anyone to bully you and you don't need to be a bully. Uh, and it works. Hey, Anthony, what's with the bells? Hey, Kathy. I'm putting my outfit together for the Santa Speedo Dash. Love the red leggings, too. So you're going to run in the Santa Speedo Dash on Saturday, December 14th to support Camp Yam Week? You betcha. Will you be there? Of course. It's the only day each year I'm allowed to wear a bathing suit to work. Help us give kids with diabetes the experience of a lifetime. Proceeds from the Santa Speedo Dash support Camp Yam Week. Register or donate today at www.santaspeedodash.org. You're right. And I would imagine it's tough to get this into the school system, into the classroom, because I, my interaction is I, when I introduce improv out into the business world, I hear, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to be funny. I said, this has nothing to do about being funny. This has everything to do with the confidence and, and, and having a positive outlook and, and moving things in a positive direction by using the two magic words, yes and. Uh, do you get much pushback from schools? Uh, I get a lot of pushback from schools for the reasons you just mentioned and, unfortunately, money. They don't have money to have the programs, and the arts are continuously being cut across the board in not just Chicago, but in so many school systems. And that's, to me, is the saddest possible thing. I, I mean, 
it a well-rounded student needs the arts. Yes, it's a hard sell because of what you said with the, oh, I don't want to be funny or I'm not funny. And I, again, talk about the bully busting and what improv really promotes, which is the fundamental needs of humans, of being validated, encouraged, and accepted. And once Johnny, the student, feels that, he'll show up and he'll be there regularly. And once he starts liking himself, he'll learn how to like others. It And I, I just know children. I, I mean, I have a passion for education. I have a passion for accelerating the effectiveness of teaching. And this is the way to do it. Period. Okay. Now I've got goosebumps. I literally have I, I literally have goosebumps because I I feel that passion coming through this conversation and, and being a, a believer. You're spot on it, and it's 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 just getting past that mindset that it's you know I, we don't bring funny here or this is a serious situation. Improv is serious. I mean, it, it's very it's very uh, it's easy. It's kind of it's kind of laid back to some degree, and it's you know, but there's a very serious side to this because when you apply it in the manner that you've described. It helps with self, like I said, self-esteem, confidence. And it's, this is interesting that, that we're having this conversation because last night I was having a conversation with Andy Kondaraci, who was on your board while I was in Chicago. And we both said the same thing. When we have gotten away from that almost daily dose or weekly dose of improv, we find ourselves transitioning back to transition away from it, not having it in the forefront, but when we keep it in our lives as constant as we can, we see how we show up differently. We see how our lives, how we how we embrace every single day in a much different, more positive manner than we ever have before. And even before the introduction to improv. And along those same lines, so we, we you, you talk to, to students about this, but you also talk to more than just students. You talk to veterans. Correct. And um, I'm, I'm trying to remember other audiences. Well, you've got veterans, you've got seniors, you get you, the faculty members. Well, uh, it sounds like I've got everybody covered. Actually, the the only the only part that you don't have covered is the extreme youth from zero to nine. Outside of that, I think you do have everybody else covered. Yeah, I'm about effectiveness. About quality over quantity. (laughs) I want to make sure that at least by the age of 10, that's, that's our minimum age. Although we have gone into classes of third and fourth graders and they just love it. I mean, part of what they love and, and any educator will tell you this is that when the kids are having fun, or when the kids are learning and having fun, they don't realize they're learning. Right. And so the tools of improv and the, the way of teaching improv 
it's such a fun way of learning slash living that you promote it to go home and tell your moms and dads what happened today. And hopefully you tell two friends and so on and so on and so on. And it becomes the mindset and the way of living. I I mean, we have been fortunate enough to go into very diverse geographical neighborhoods where all of them have been quite different and (laughs) the needs are all the same. I don't care what neighborhood we've gone to, what school we've gone to, the needs are the same. It's the human need. I just have a passionate belief in building of self-esteem to develop people's confidence, which just motivates people to care about themselves. And once you care about yourself, it trickles down into caring for others. And think about like what Jay Sukos quoted, <laughs> how, how the world would be better. It's that simple. It is. And it's hard. Correct. Correct. Because in the, in, in the conversation we having before we started recording, you said something about the five ends. Uh, yeah. I mean, I believe or I try and practice to eliminate the five negative words in my vocabulary. Uh, the no, not, never, none. No, not, never, none, nothing. And that includes contractions. (laughs) (laughs) And and we can put the word but in there as well, because that's that's, that's a negative word. Well, the, the minute you say but, you negate the first part of the sentence. For instance, as my students would say, I did my homework, but I left it at home. So I say to them, keep your butt. I have my own. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and, and, how, and how would they reply back to that? I always got to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, you know, we're, we're on the same page. I, I always made sure in my classroom that there was fun on a regular basis. Um, I do believe everything is about the teacher and the relationship that she or he builds with their student. Teaching will only happen once there is a relationship. And, And that philosophy and that mantra goes with life, goes with improv, goes with anything. Everything is about relationships, everything. And, and, and in order to have that happen, you have to have your self-confidence and you have to be a team player. And the, the, I, I think the big word is in order to have that relationship, there has to be a level of trust. Yes. And that's one of the aspects that when I look at, when I teach improv, uh, I call the foundation. And when the foundation 
blocks is trust. And there's a quote that I use from a gentleman by the name of David Horsager, who wrote the book Trust Edge. Everything of value is built on trust. The lack of trust is the biggest expense organizations, people, whatever, incur. Once we lose that trust, it takes a long time to get it back. And improv is based off, and relationships are based off of the ability to maintain trust and be trustworthy. Correct. I, I agree with that. That's a, that's a quote that should go up in everybody's office. Absolutely. I, I mean, think about the trust and, again, the, the relationship when we don't even have to take the classroom. We can take an office environment when an employee goes up to his boss and says, I've got this great idea that I think would help our organization. And the boss knocks it down, says no. Yeah. So why would I want to work hard for you? Why would I want to work more for you if I'm always going to be shut down? And there are ways, and the same thing in a classroom. You know, when, when Johnny raises his hand and he knows the answer or thinks he knows the answer to something and he's wrong and the teacher goes, no, why would he want to participate again? It's so important to encourage and accept the ideas, the answers, the input to to help motivate and build that self-esteem in your in your organization, in your classroom, in your business, in your life, in your relationship with your spouse, with your children, with with friends, with everybody likes to feel good about themselves. So when I, I, I'm listening to you say that, I'm going, okay, so what gets in the way when the boss says no? And and it's basically power. the power of the ego. Yeah. And improv is all about you know, basically putting your ego aside. Right. And in a conversation I had recently with Jay, it's like improv is all about deferring judgment. Correct. And there's no such thing as a mistake. It's a gift. And we, we shouldn't punish for that. We should, you know, praise that. Okay, so what did you learn? How are you going to do this differently? Uh, or, or how do you perceive this differently now that this didn't work? Versus having that punitive effect by saying no, that was wrong. Uh, it, it just it just stops conversation. And if people can just set their egos aside and, and defer judgment and and feel that basic human need of listening to other people, uh, which shows appreciation, it, it just morale should never really be bad. Sounds great. It sounds like the perfect world. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I taught myself that time. And it is hard to do because other factors tend to get in the way. Because everyone needs to be aware of the value of improv. And that's what I love about what you are doing. Because you're introducing this at a, at a school level, at a youth level. And by by introducing this power of improv and, and the positive effects it have at this youth 
level. It's almost like I, I can't wait till they grow up. I can't wait till they're, they're out of college and, and they're running businesses and stuff and see how that all morphs itself and change if they've maintained that improv muscle over the years. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for recognizing that. I, I am very proud of the lives um, changing and making a difference to those schools and children and veterans and seniors who I'm able to touch and hopefully, you know, increase those numbers. And I'm so proud. I'm, I'm really very, very proud of where we've come from, where we've gone, how we've grown. And if it stays where it stays, I'm so aware of the difference that has been made. I don't know. The Beatles called theirs a magical mystery tour. <laughs> I call mine an incredible, intoxicating improv journey. Oh, I love that. And, and it is intoxicating. I just want to get the word out there and I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to, to help grow our, our opportunity to be in more schools. You had me at hello when you were explaining to me in Chicago what you were doing. And, and I, I, I came back home and I was bouncing all over the place. One, because of the, the two days. And two, I, I told my wife, I, I met this incredible woman who, and, and I started explaining. And, and I said, oh, by the way, I got this shirt, which I'm wearing right now. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm just like all over the place. She goes, would you slow down? Would you, take a breath and, and tell me, tell me and, uh, about Room to Improv. And I, I did. And she kind of, because I, I I mentioned this before we got started recorded. This has always been in the back of my mind. This is why I'm so passionate about what you do because I have that same passion. And she saw that in my eye and said, "You're thinking about it again, aren't you?" And I said, "Absolutely." I said, "It's not right now, but you help plant, replant that seed in my mind because I believe, and, and I believe you're making a huge difference." You're absolutely making a huge difference in, in the Chicago area, and I want to make a, a huge difference in the, the Ohio, the Columbus area. Right now, I'm trying to make a huge difference in the corporate world, but eventually, I, I want to bring that down to the starting point, children, and having an impact on their lives through something through as intoxicating and magical as improv is. Wow, I'm on your team. <laughs> <laughs> but the one question I have is how old, when did you, what year did you start this? It is five and a half years old. Okay. And we have reached over 400 students in over seven different communities. We are not just based in, the Chicago school system, but we have gone to neighboring suburbs and also in Chicago area, the Great Lakes Naval Base. We have been fortunate to work with not veterans, but military men and women currently. And they just loved it. They just loved the opportunity to 
feel supported and and understood and validated, which I believe our country needs to improve on how we treat our military and our veterans. And let's not be political here. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. yeah. But, but you're right. We, we, we do need because, you know, when I, in my travels, if I see someone in uniform or I hear someone has served, I always thank them for their service. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, but I, so you've done work for the military, which just in that essence, when we think of the military, we, we don't think, they're not trying to be funny. If, if there's ever a, an example of an organization that really doesn't want to be funny, but they're bringing you in and they're embracing this concept and they're embracing the, the, this improv as more than being funny, that right there is, is a bedrock. That, that is, uh, well, if, if the U.S. military is using us, why can't you? Right. I, I mean, think about it. Who more than veterans need self-esteem and confidence and team building and feeling validated I, I, and appreciated? I, I, have some, I have some family members who, who are in the military, and I I've, I've have an uncle who's a retired colonel, and he did a few tours. Uh, he flew jets for the Air Force and did a few tours in, in Vietnam. And coming back to the States at that point in time, I mean, we know how rough it was. And I assume, and making this assumption that some of these veterans that you're working with may have served during this period of time. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And it, 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 it's, it's a wonderful work that you're doing with, with, with the veterans because without them, this country wouldn't look like the way it is. Exactly. We, we would, you know, it, it, as my uncle said, you know, we have our freedom, but it's not free. Exactly. There's a cost. Exactly. There, there's a cost, and a lot of people have have given for a greater cause in order for our freedom. We so, also do um, classes for a nonprofit organization called Kids Rank, and they are all military children. Oh. So, for instance, the average age is, or the youngest age is 10. And last year, that 10-year-old was already in his seventh city. So, oh, wow. So oh. these kids don't oh. feel belonging anywhere or at home anywhere or always an outsider. So this fabulous woman started this nonprofit called Kids Rank. I found out about it and I said, you guys need us. <laughs> and so we've been working together and we provide classes for them. And that is usually on a military base in the Chicago area, which has been awesome. The kids love it. And, and if you go to the website under testimonials or you'll hear all the kids, not all of them, but obviously you will see <laughs> um, some, some great feedback that is, is, it makes, it's a very feel good result. You know, I never thought about that. The number, the military children, and I, my my uncle was stationed in a lot of different places over his career, and the yeah. family was there, and even even to the point of being overseas for a number of years. 
And if improv could help anybody, I mean, you have to assimilate and adapt a lot, a lot quicker than those who don't have that situation. And if you don't have that ability to do it, that those times can be very stressful. Right. And it can cause depression or, or lead to a lot of negative behavior. Right, because I'm 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 leaving my friends. I'm 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 leaving this area that I love for, to go to another place, and this is the seventh time I've moved. And and I'm just, ten. And I'm ten. Yeah. 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 Well, let me ask you this question, uh, and we'll take it from from the school perspective. And you mentioned earlier in the interview that you know some schools don't have the budget to have you guys come in. Let me ask. The, uh, so the question is: Is all of your resources, your financial resources, coming from the ability for schools or, or the military or whoever to pay for you to come in? Or do you have other means of raising money? Great question. <laughs> so because schools don't have money is not the reason we don't go. Okay. We do okay. have fundraisers. We do have people who understand this. We've had many donations. I'll go into a school for free. I'm about making improv available to everyone. That, that's usually what nonprofits want to do. <laughs> I, I'm not about making money or getting the money. I'm about getting the message out. We get a no from a school because of a time constraint. Like there's no time for this, or or it's not important, or they don't understand, or they're cutting the arts, or all kinds of reasons. The money is the last answer because <laughs> I don't want your money. I, I don't need the school's money. Would it be nice? Would it be nice if they have it and they gave it to us and we can you know, then go into another school that doesn't have it. Yeah, it opens up opportunities for us to other schools. You know, there are schools that have more money than others. There's um, an inequity in budgets mm -hmm. across the system. And if a school says we can pay, I'll accept it. And with that, I'll be able to go to a school that cannot pay. So um, I hope I answered your question. Yes, we do fundraising. Yes, we take donations. Yes, if you want improv at your school or at your professional development for teachers to learn how to get along with one another, to learn how to support one another, we will come and do a professional development workshop for you. We can come and do a team building corporate workshop for you if you'd like to. The goal is to get the message of improv out. Because once you get the message of improv out, you have a better world. Absolutely. And the reason why I asked the question the way I did, I, I believe my every now and then my accountant hat jumps on top of my head and, and I'm sitting there going, okay, you've got a great cause. I want you to be heard, but there also takes financial resources to make, to keep the organization moving forward and running and, and doing the, the, the good that it has. And yes, you'll go in and do free, but 
but you still have to have some cash flow in order to, to, to sustain the business. Correct. And I've gone to the website and I've, I've, I've um, I, I want to just one, the website is room, the number two improv.com. And Scroll down, read through. There's great videos on there. There's Eileen talking about a campaign. There's the military. There's a video of, 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 of Hope Manor talking to veterans. But if you keep going down, there's an area of forgiving. And it's a GoFundMe page. This is Donate. If you're listening to this, I would love if you would just take a moment and, and go to the website and donate 10 bucks, 50 bucks, 100 bucks. This is a cause. That is making a huge difference in children and in, and in the military. And let's help Eileen reach this goal of bringing improv to as many people as possible. I just, I, I love this. I, I, you can probably tell by my voice, I'm very passionate about what you are doing. And, and I want you to succeed far beyond your wildest dreams. And whatever I can do to help you do that, you know how to find me. And the answer will be yes. And now I have to tell my wife, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. But, you know, she understands my passion as well. And I understand her passions. Uh, I, I love what you do. I, I'm blessed that I got to meet you. Thank um, you. I, I feel the same. It, it was so much fun getting to know you and 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 watching you on stage. And and you know, so I, I'm I'm somewhat I'm not a, a complete novice, but I'm nowhere near some of the levels that folks were performing at at the at that intensive weekend. Correct. I feel the same. <laughs> <laughs> but the cool thing about it, this goes to improv, but the cool thing about it, none of them ever looked down at us and said, what are you doing here? Everybody was so supportive in, in so many different ways. It, it just, you know, you walk into a place and there's this huge fear that I don't know anybody and, and am I doing things wrong and what are people thinking? That never came across my mind at all because it, it, the environment was never set in that manner. It was set in such an inclusive way. I agree. And I have to go back to my statement made earlier that everything is about the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> everything. Um, I, I mean, I walked in there. I signed up for the class because of Jay. And I knew that my improv skills would be honed and needed to be. You know, I started hearing myself say no a little bit too much. And when I walked in and after 10 minutes, I realized, whoa, this is not for rookies. <laughs> <laughs> this is a professional workshop. And there's a level of comfort whether it's day one or your 20th year, that you're right. Everybody made everyone feel welcome. And Jay made everyone feel on the same level. Yeah. And, yeah. and he's the best. <laughs> okay, we got to get this Jay Suko love train right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> but he is. He is the best. And I enjoy working with him, actually. I, uh, he's helping me with some of the stuff in my business now. And we're, we're considering 
Well, we, we've come to an agreement. We just need to move forward with a little bit more of co-authoring a book together, having improv with the aim of, or the audience being the C-suite. Uh, I, I, I hope that this time next year, we would be very close to having that book completed and out. And just the opportunity to work with them in that manner, I'm, I'm, I'm giddy, would be an understatement. But it, it, he's got a great message. He's got a great way about him. And he's, as, as Annie said last night, the, the man has really drank the Kool-Aid and, and lives the life of the improviser. Exactly. That's exactly right. And it's something I'd like to emulate <laughs> and, and share with anybody I can bring improv to. It's such a, a fulfilling, positive lifestyle. It, it works. Absolutely, it does. And so remember, the website is room2improv.com. Eileen Kahana, and you can reach her at, I believe it's info at room2improv.com. Is that correct? That's correct. And Eileen, thank you so very much. I, I can't wait to the next time our paths cross. You'll probably be in an improv class, or better yet, you'll call me and say, I need some help with something. I'm going into the school in Chicago. Can you come up and help me? And the answer is yes, and I still it have to tell my, my wife. Pleasure. No, no. Yes, and it would be my pleasure. Cool. <laughs> I look. I look forward to it. And thank you so very much today. Thank you, Peter. I hope you enjoyed Aline's story. And please remember to visit Room Two Improv's website to learn more. And if you feel compelled to donate, please do. Thank you for listening. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe and share this episode with a friend. Make today your best day. Like what you just heard? Visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.